Hello and welcome to another episode of Unstuck with Hypnopunk Transformation with Edge. And we've got a very special episode today. Today's episode is going to be about balance, how to balance a career, any career, but specifically in change artistry, a family, and also studying with a very special guest. And that's all coming up. But first of all, as always, I'd like to thank everybody who has left their five-star review on iTunes or however you choose to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. I keep putting out this content out there for you to listen to, to help you transform your life. And the only thing I ask in return is if you like these podcasts, if you get something from these podcasts, like them, share them, tell your friends about them so we can grow this community and change the world one person at a time. And also, if you do, and when you do leave that five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this with a, with a couple of sentences, please take a snapshot and just email me over at mail at lukenosis.com. That's M-A-I-L at Luke, L-U-K-E. N-O-S-I-S dot com, mail at com, and we will book you a free 30-minute power session with me where we will help you to become unstuck in a chosen area of your life. Now, that 30-minute power session is not a therapy session. It's not a hypnosis session. It's not about you to tell me about all of your problems and why you're broke. It's about saying, Luke, this is where I am. This is where I want to be, and I'm stuck. How do I become unstuck? And we brainstorm some ways for you to do that. And all you have to do is, if you like it, leave your review. But enough of that. On to my very special guest, the first person to appear two times on the Unstuck podcast, other than myself, who appears here each and every week, unless this is a hologram. It is my favorite change worker, the greatest healer that I know, somebody who is very special in my life. It is, of course, J-Law, Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me back. It's such a privilege and an honor. We had so many people enjoy you, enjoy our conversation about beginning steps in the hypnosis and change change work. Uh, I think it was episode number six. Nope, five. Number my, five? My favorite number. Thank oh, yeah? Really? Yeah. My favorite number is... No, we won't go there. That's for the late night podcast. But you're here today and um, you do three things very well. You are seeing clients yes. and you are helping to transform them using your skills in change artistry. You are a mum of three girls mm -hmm. and you are also just finishing up school right now. Oh, my God, yes. So you're going to talk to us, talk up those issues right now. Tell us, how do you manage to do all of those things? Um, it's a balancing act. There's, there's a, lot of, um, a lot of prioritizing and focusing on each thing each day. What do I need to get done today? Um, I have to say I'm, I am no longer with my girl's father. Did I say I'm happy to say that? Because that's what I meant to say. Um, but so it's it's a blessing and a curse that I only have the girls 50% of the time. So 50% um, of the time I'm wearing a full top hat of motherhood and focusing on my kids. And then once they leave, I um, 
pick up the slack on other areas that I've, that I've missed while my focus has been on them. Um, school is challenging and I'm so glad I'm almost done. I only have eight and a half weeks left and then I'm free of a commitment that has plagued me for a number of years. Actually, it's been a fear of mine to go back to school and get a diploma. So I'm glad to be doing that. And then at the same time, growing my business and doing more training. So I'm growing myself so I can help those, those people that are coming to me for assistance that want changes in their life. Um, so balancing that as well. And, um, balancing other relationships in my life as well, which is also very important to me. It's, um, it's a lot of work, but there's a lot of reward in it when you stop and focus on that. So some people would say, hey, uh, I want to get involved in hypnosis or another form of change artistry. But you know what? I've, I've got three girls, I've got three kids, and uh, I need to focus, like any good mom, I just have to focus all my attention on them and, and forget that I'm a woman and I am an individual before I ever had my kids. Oh, and I'm at school for, for business. So you know what? I'll start that. I'll start that hypnosis thing in two years when the course is finished or three, four years when my girls have gone to college or university themselves. What would you say to the people who have said that? And what would you say to the voice perhaps inside your head that perhaps said that to you, that you should put things off? Horseshit. Um, that's what that is, horseshit. There is never the perfect time to do anything in your life. And if you're passionate about something, if something is really speaking to you or really calling to you, do it then. Do it now. Start the process. Start start the ball rolling because there's always going to be something that you can put it off for. Um, and for me, school was, I hated high school. It was, it was terrible for me. I had a phobia of school. I was in five different high schools, um, eight different schools in total. Um, and it was terrible and I hated it. So the thought of going back to school brought up a lot of issues for me and I just had to face those. I just had to get it done. Um, and there's been times, as you know, that I didn't want to do it anymore, but I made a commitment. And I think that's really important. Once you find something that you're interested in or that you want to pursue, make that commitment to it so that you, you're focused on that. You have that goal and you must complete it no matter what you have to stick to your guns. You have to be true to yourself and true to your, your mission and your focus. There's always something to distract you. There's always something to challenge you, no matter what you're doing. And you just have to have that commitment to yourself. Um, there's a very amazing person in my life who has taught me a lot about um, streaks and goals and having a commitment. Was it The Undertaker? <laughs> uh, he No, actually, shockingly, um, though he's great. <laughs> um, even better than The Undertaker, actually, if that's possible. And for anyone who knows who The Undertaker is out there, you get five stars. <laughs> um, five stars in Japan. From Dave Meltzer. <laughs> nice. Um, Sorry, that was just kayfabe. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Yes. So what was it? Oh, yes. So um, it's important for me. There's two things that I've made a commitment to on top of everything else, on top of parenting three girls and growing them and, and making them into well-rounded individuals, on top of having found um, 
the most important relationship in my life, aside from going to school, aside from growing my business, aside from my own personal self-development. Um, I've made a commitment to exercising every day and to meditating every day. And I have a streak of that going for... I think it's over 130 days now. Exercise was always part of my thing, as was meditation, but it's every single day now. And in those moments when my girls are challenging me and I have an assignment due and the house is a mess and I'm away from the person that I want to snuggle with and, you know, all of those things are weighing on me, it's really amazing in those times when I just close my eyes and start meditating and practicing those things outside of the moment of stress, when I am stressed, it's really easy to go back to that space. A couple of points there, but, but talk to the women out there that are mothers, that are good mothers, that want to be the best mothers that they could possibly, possibly be, yet have this inner battle with guilt that they need to be a mother before that they get to be a woman. Thank you. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Um, in or in, as a mother especially, you want to set a good example for your children. And part of doing that is setting an example of how to be a well-rounded person. So how to have a hobby, because you want your children to be focused on things they enjoy, how to have a commitment in your life that you maybe don't want to do, because that's also going to happen for your children, and how to have a sense of self, right? Because children are so self-absorbed naturally, right? They're just, they're learning everything. But our children as well, in this time and age, they're extremely self-focused. And if all you do is then focus on them exclusively, they are not learning any anything other than how to keep their own head up their ass <laughs> and kids really need help pulling that out and so when you as a mother show them that it's okay to have a hobby it's okay to do improv or it's okay to go to the gym to make time for what's important to you and what's going to help you grow um, that's really an important lesson that your children need to see that you are a person outside of the hat role of the hat of motherhood. And also, when you have those experiences, you know, you can bring stuff to the table to talk about. You can bring um, new experiences to share with your kids and, and widen their eyes as to how the world is more than just their own backyard. And that is not something to feel guilty about. That's something to feel really proud of, that you are showing your children so many possibilities and so many um options for their life because it's easy to stay home. I stayed home with my kids for many, many years, but I always made sure I had a hobby and something that I was focusing on outside of them um, because they need to see that. She kept developing that inner Amazon, Amazonian empress. Absolutely, because especially now, I'm glad I did that. Not that all you mothers out there are going to leave your husbands, but if that's what you need to do, do it. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, my mind just went on that journey. Um, yeah, now that I don't have them 50% of the time, I am able to have a conversation with someone about something other than my children. And that is important to me as a person because I'm more than just one role in my life. There's many hats that you wear. 
And it also reminds me of the metaphor, I'm sure you're aware of it, when you're on an aeroplane, the uh, hostess comes out and he or she, let's not be sexist here, does their song and dance about, hey, if we hit turbulence and the oxygen mask comes down, put the fucking mask on yourself first because no one cares about your kids on that aeroplane. It's so true. It's so true. That's a really good point. And it's also, you can't, um, your job to, as a mom, one of the roles is to nourish your children. And if you have a cup that is full of nourishment and you pour it all on your children, it's gone, right? You need to nourish yourself. You need to have that full cup in order to nourish them. So you need to have activities, hobbies, interests, um, to to fill your cup that you can then fill their cup. I do like to fill people's cups. <laughs> Just cups. Uh, and it reminds me, it reminds me, if we go on to the subject of school right now, yeah. oftentimes people will go to school, college, university, online, offline, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. and, they get, and, and I'm all for people consistently learning. I'm consistently learning each and every day. It's, it's growth, and if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. However, sometimes people go into schools and they get caught in the analysis of paralysis, meaning if I just do one more module, if I read one more book, if I do one more course, um, then I can go and then I'll be an entrepreneur, then I'll be a great hypnotist, then I'll be a great insert whatever the profession is that they're doing and they keep learning before they do the thing that they've learned thus far and it's what I call ready, aim, 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 (laughs) aim. Aim, you getting bored yet? Aim. And, and then this is where my dad aim, would say, pull out the throttle. <laughs> fire. And I'm a big believer in ready, fire, aim. As soon as you have that ability to put your your schooling, your training into practice, go and use it immediately and be prepared to fuck up. Everyone fucks up. We all wish to quote uh, Jason Lynette. We could give our uh, our first clients a call back and say, hey, do you want a do-over? Yeah. This is just life. I'm sure if, you, if people are mechanics or, um, mm. I don't know, working in Burger World, they <laughs> wish that they could give them a better burger. But be prepared to make mistakes. No one has 100% success in, in any area of their life all of the time. Mm. And But you've got to take action. You've got to go out and act. And that you learn so much more by taking the skills that you've learned thus, thus far than let me just read another book, do another uh, module at school. Yeah, you know, it's true. It's, um, I just had a realization while you're saying that. And um, that's one thing. When I went back to school, I kind of thought, oh, I'm going to go into entrepreneurship and management because it kind of, I was doing a lot of um, work for nonprofit organizations and traveling around the world, helping build schools and raising funds and doing stuff like that. Um, but I also had these green products that I had designed, and so I thought this course seems kind of like a blanket course that I can kind of go into whatever area once I'm done. And then um, I started doing more healing, which I had already been doing, and more change artistry and growing that. And um, I, I, I didn't want to wait until I was done school to, to get my business really going and moving and pursuing it. And so I thought, why not just add another thing? Um, one of my dad's favorite quotes is, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Um, we, oh, okay. We, <laughs> he's a man of many quotes. And um, it's true. You know, what's another thing when you're already in motion, right? Just keep that motion going. And it's kind of like... Um, 
if you learn one more module, if you go to one more course, if you go to one more workshop, you're going to get a training overload where when you actually get into the field or get into that situation, you're going to have so much information that you haven't put into practice. So if you put it into practice as you're learning it, you have less to kind of enforce or or use that's new, right? Because you've used that last six months and you've used that last nine months. And instead of waiting and doing all this training for three or five years and waiting for that moment when you're ready, again, that moment when you're ready for anything, whether it's to use it or to learn it, to start it, never, ever comes. So you just have to seize that. And what I, what I like to say is when you're always ready, you never have to get ready, mm -hmm. which brings us back into the, the, the subject a little bit of streaks and, and, and doing something consistently day in and day out without a break, a rain, sleep or shine, whether you feel ill, whether you feel sick, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's your birthday, whether you're snowed in, whether you're sick, whether you've been up 24 hours straight, whether you've got no time to breathe, you still find the time to, whatever the streak is, the chain, whether that be to work out, to meditate, to talk to someone new, to reach out to a new client, to make a new video because it becomes inevitability that when you've done a hundred days, 500 days, a thousand days, 1500 days, then when 15 day 1501 comes along, you just inevitably, you default to what you've been doing the other 1500 days, you do it. Yeah. Now, I don't like brushing my teeth, but my girlfriends like me to have fresh breath. I don't like putting my pants on, but hey, if I walk out of the house and do sessions, uh, my clients <laughs> might look at me weirder than they do already. There's things that I don't particularly want to do, but I do them because I just, I have to. I have you to. switched your audience for that one, yes. There you go. <laughs> um, hence, but the Power, power of streaks, and now yeah. th those are positive streaks, and it just becomes it doesn't it becomes more simpler what to do every day, and it becomes inevitability that because I've been doing this right, positive, direct, affirmative action every single day uh, for the for the black folks out there for Black History Month, we're still in February right there. Oh, yeah. um, it makes it a lot easier to do that tomorrow. But when I was looking at and we were talking the other day about negative streaks and really any problem that, 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 that you have in your life, wherever you're depressing yourself, you're anxieting yourself, you're traumatizing yourself by reimagining things that did happen to you a long time ago that were less than favorable. Every time you go into anxiety, every time you go into depressing yourself, every time you go into those re-traumatizing memories, what you're doing is you're, you're continuing that habitual negative streak or that negative chain. And what is a negative behavior? It's just a negative streak that you've been doing long enough that you just default to doing that every day. But the difference between that one and the ones we're talking about is your habitual behavior that makes you feel shitty and keeps you feel stuck yeah. versus you're doing, you're, you're swapping that out for a affirmative right action of doing something that drives you more towards where you want to go. You might not always want to do it. It might be boring. It might be cumbersome, but you know, deep down you need to do it. So, I think you can boil pretty much all problems down, behavioral problems, just to negative streets that people have, people have, have thought being done to them has, is automatically being done to them. And in a way, it's automatic. It's the automatic response of doing the bad behavior because mm -hmm. you didn't challenge it. And the best time to break a chain is immediately when you realize that there is that negative chain and you break it. 
That it's so true. And and so far we've talked about kind of where uh, where you can get your own strength, and it's important that your strength comes from yourself first. But um, sometimes having people around you who can help point that out, having really good support people is really important. And someone who's honest enough with you and loving enough with you to say, hey, you're being an idiot right now. I think that's really important. And to have those people by your side, because sometimes those negative habits or those negative streaks, like you said, you may not realize that you're doing that cycle, that you're doing that depressive mood or that you're doing that thing over and over. But if someone who really cares about you and really wants to help you is saying, hey, stop that, you're being an idiot, that is really helpful to have those people who will point it out, but then in the next breath say, I love you. I care about you. Let's work on this. You know, just being there to support you and your process is really important as well, because I have some amazing people in my life who, you know, have, have been there to support me and listen to me and sit with me or cuddle me or, you know, just offer me protection in whatever way I need. And, that sounds like the mafia, <laughs> an extortion ring. I'm going to pay them to protect me so they won't come over and take over my restaurant or bar. You said you wouldn't say that. His name's Angelo. Shh. He's Sicilian. Stop it. Please uh, rewind that. Um, Sorry, Jen is in the witness protection <laughs> program right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you only knew how true that was. Um, no, Jen's really a man. <laughs> and his name is Paul Simon, though. Just kidding around. Or am I? Um, oh, stay tuned for episode... <laughs> 23. Yeah, well, that will be revealed. So one thing I like that you did is you, you did your first hypnosis certification program that you paid for almost a year ago. I think it was April last year, right? Mm -hmm. And what most people do, and most mean in one and a half, is like they say, they accumulate all this knowledge and they don't go and actually use their skills and they don't get paid to use their skills, more importantly. Um, but as soon as you learn the skills, you went out there and you practiced, whether that was with friends to begin with, whether that was with people that could not perhaps afford the services through their own limiting beliefs initially, and also doing street hypnosis. You put into practice the stuff that you learned immediately because real-world feedback will give you so much more learning and understanding than just being a course junkie. Can you speak to that? Yeah, that's true. Um, I did my first course, and um, amazing course uh, with Carl Smith. And um, we learned a lot about inductions and doing fun stuff like that. And um, I committed to learning and doing hypnosis, something hypnosis-related every day in addition to my other change in healing and um, incorporating and blending and kind of coming up with some of my own style. And it was so much fun because six weeks later, after doing this, you know, and working, doing some stuff with friends and family, I was out on the streets of Toronto hypnotizing groups. I remember the first... I think the first street stuff I did was with a group of like six guys and, um, 
getting getting some great responses with them and and starting to make videos and and record stuff right away just and feeling and seeing the growth and change and leveling up I like to call it even with uh, the people I'm working with next level next level and that's that's kind of a personal philosophy of mine is okay I've done that what's the next level what can I do to increase and improve and um it's so exciting because as I learn, as I continue to grow, knowing that learning curve and being able to say, oh, yeah, I've done that with a client or, oh, I've done that with a friend or, oh, I've done that or, oh, I understand that and, and seeing the levels of my house grow, you know, my, my, the house being myself, um, seeing the foundation already built, already established, seeing the next layer of bricks going up. And the interesting thing to that is having been a former rehabilitated course junkie and spending way too much money as a young youth uh, on hypnosis and change courses. And oftentimes when I do do courses now, when, in the rare occasions, and I have done more courses in the last couple of years or last year than I have for the last 10 years. Um, and my criteria for doing a course, ladies and gentlemen, is A, can I go and take this skill out tomorrow or later on the, the same evening and use it with clients or use it with people? Is it practical? Is it real world practical? Not that it should work with compliant people. It's like, no, can this work nine times out of 10 in multiple different environments? If it's a yes, great. Excuse me. <laughs> That's right. One of the legendary hiccups there. <laughs> Uh, you, 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 do you know any good hypnosis to help people get rid of hiccups? <laughs> no, they're so cute. Why would you? <laughs> there you go, to some people. And uh, that's right, laugh it in. And the second one, the, how I judge if I'm going to do a course, and if it's going to be valuable, if I'm going to use that information, is can I use the information from this course tomorrow and make money from it? Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's great. We, we, we all want to help people in, in this field. This is why we're doing this as opposed to just doing IT yeah. or, or, or um, yeah. working at Timmy's or Starbucks. Not there's anything wrong with that. However, we've chosen or, or this career has chosen us. Yeah. And if, if we do not get paid appropriately for this, yeah. we're not able to do it because yeah. we'll have to go back to working in Starbucks or yeah. other potentially equally unfulfilled filling jobs as you get older in the world yeah. um so yeah you have to can i use it and is it a, is it a skill that people want and i'll and can i monetize this yeah. as well um not is it just something am i passionate about but is it is it something that people need so that's the two ways i judge courses can i use the practical stuff immediately put it into practice and is it uh, am i going to be able to make money may from I, this may i add a third well i guess it's my own not your third but those are my two but all right add your one <laughs> thank you i agree with that because it is important um to to put that into play and for me there's lots of training out there but for me i want to pick things that are true to myself my greater purpose um i could learn about doing stuff with dentistry but i really don't give a fuck about it um i could learn about doing mm, oh being a traffic uh person who holds signs but i don't want to do that <laughs> so any training i do has to be true to me has to grow me as a person and direct me towards my greater good, my greater purpose, which is helping and healing. There are going to be a lot of like angry 
upset hater <laughs> in england we call them lollipop ladies or lollipop men usually ladies who like help the kids cross the street or the older people at school time nothing not there's anything wrong with you no. we're just we're just saying hey that's whatever it's what it, it's not for you yeah everyone's got their vocation what they want to do and there's nothing wrong as long as you choose it and not that you default to it because you think that's your only level in life yeah. if it's your choice to serve um Caramel macchiatas in Starbucks, awesome, because I freaking I freaking love it. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, beautiful, have enjoy the hell out of doing it. Yeah. But if you're doing something like that and you're like, ah, oh, I'm destined in my life, I wanted to do something more or something to do different, and you're not doing it through fear, therein lies the problem. Yeah, if you feel like you're dying inside, please stop doing it. Please stop doing it. Move that aside and find what there's, um, I like to imagine there's a barometer within us and... Find those experiences that fill that inner soul barometer that makes your soul levels feel like it's rising, like it's being nourished, like it's being filled. If every time you go to work, you feel like your barometer, your soulful barometer is being emptied, change your fucking job. Yep. Absolutely. And do you have anything else you'd like to, to say to the, the wonderful listeners who give us five stars out there? Uh, you guys are amazing and you have... Come across the most wonderful podcast ever. They should listen to it and join the fan club. Um, but find balance within you. The hypno punkers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so many things I could say, but wouldn't be appropriate. Um, uh, yeah, just fi finding balance within your life means um, focusing on different areas. If you if you visualize a scale, you can't put all of your weight, all of your focus on one side of that scale. It has to have a balance, so more than one side at least. Um, and have support. Rely on yourself first, but have support because it is important to have people around you that love you and care about you and will be honest with you. And grow yourself. Have goals beyond. Always have one goal ahead of you and one goal behind you. Great. And how can people find out more about you? Um, they can go on Facebook, Grounded Hypnosis. They can go to my website, groundedhypnosis.com. They can watch fun videos of me working with people, um, doing healing work, doing change work, um, just entertaining people with the power of their own mind on YouTube, um, Grounded Hypnosis there as well. Um, there's also videos of me giving little thoughts and encouragement pointers on, on YouTube as well at Grounded Hypnosis. Awesome. And we will put those links uh, under wherever you're listening or watching this podcast. So you can go check out um, Jen's work. And to summarize today, if you're going to do a course, how I know a course is going to be valuable to me, any kind of course, I, this is how I judge it. Can I use the skill immediately? Is it a practical skill, not just theory-based? Can I use it later on tonight? And also, am I going to be able to make money doing it? Is it going to be profitable, the money that I'm dishing out to do this course? Are people going to want this service? And is it going to be an extra a call arrow that people are going to want and see value in? That's how I monitor, monitor courses, if they're of value to me. And I, and I used to do them all and spent way too much money, didn't use most of the stuff. Um, we talked about ready, fire, aim. Mm -hmm. Once you've got the uh, – uh, there you go again with those legendary hiccups. <laughs> Once you've got the knowledge, go out there and use it. Um, don't be afraid to foul. Everyone fouls and foul forward. 
and learn. We call it calibrating and hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming. Notice what you're doing if it's working and if it isn't, keep changing your approach until you find a way to overcome that. Don't get in analysis of paralysis of just one more course, just one more course, just one more module. Yes, always be learning because when you're learning, you're growing. And if you're not growing, you are by default dying. Um, but you must be using your skills. Otherwise, you're falling into a pattern of, of, of probably fear because I used to have it. Fear of actually going out there and using your skills in case in case it doesn't work, in case you're not as hot shit as you thought that you were go out there and use it did you have a aha moment there yeah i did i just wanted to add um i know this is your summary which is amazing and i love this part but um one of my biggest things i was working with someone at an expo and i had told them that their hand when they opened their eyes their hand was going to they wouldn't be able to see it and they open their eyes they're like oh no i see my hand and i'm like that's right you've had the power all along to choose your suggestions and that moment that i thought i had failed that i the my suggestion didn't work and it didn't go as I had planned ended up being the most powerful thing for that woman that I was working with and was what made her come back and hire me for other services. So those times when you think you're failing, if you use that lesson and you just use that opportunity, that gift, it can end up being the most powerful success. Absolutely. Very, very good. As always, Please do leave your five-star reviews on iTunes or however you listen or watch these podcasts and leave a couple of sentences telling me what you enjoy about them and any, any, anything you'd like me to cover in the future or potentially people to interview. Uh, this is how we build it, by the feedback to give you more of what you want in my unique style. So thank you for listening. And I'd like to end today with, with, with a quote from... Uh, from my favorite wrestler growing up, the Ultimate Warrior. And uh, he was very, very different. He would walk to the beat of a different drama and was very misunderstood. And, and the quote, and he passed away a couple of years ago, and a quote went something along the lines of, show no mercy nor no belief whatsoever in how others judge you because your greatness will silence them all. Mm. Always believe. Hypnopunk. Yeah.